Roscoe Riley Rules, number one, Never Glue Your Friends to Chairs, written by Katherine Applegate, chapter one. Welcome to Time Out. Hey, over here, it's me, Roscoe. Welcome to the official Roscoe Riley Time Out Corner. Want to hang out with me? I have to warn you though, we're going to be here for a while. See, I kinda got in some trouble today. Again, kids have to follow so many rules. Sometimes my brain forgets to remember them all. It's not like I try to find ways to get into trouble. It's just that trouble has a way of finding me. Truth is, I'm just a normal, everyday kid like you. My favorite food is blue M&Ms. My favorite sport is bed jumping. My favorite color is rainbow. And my most not favorite thing is lima beans. See, like I said, just a normal, everyday kid. A normal, everyday kid who sometimes gets into trouble. Like today, I was just trying to help out my teacher. How was I supposed to know you shouldn't glue people to chairs? With super mega gonzo glue? You've done that, haven't you? Oh, never? Oh, well maybe you should hear the whole story. Chapter two. Something you should know before we get started. Here's the thing about super mega gonzo glue. When the label says permanent, they mean permanent, as in forever and ever. Chapter three, something else you should know before we get started. You gotta trust me on this. Super mega gonzo glue is for gluing things, not people. It's a way bad idea to glue things to people. That's just a for instance. Chapter four, this morning at my house. You're probably wondering how I know so much about super mega gonzo glue. Well, it all started this morning. I was helping my mom pack my lunch. Bananas, I asked her, with no icky brown spots on it. Mom looked in my lunchbox. Check, she said. Little fishy crackers, check. Gigantic chocolate cupcake with tons of gooey frosting and those little sprinkle things. Mom smiled her, I'm getting kind of tired of this smile. Sorry, she said, we're fresh out of gigantic chocolate cupcakes. I sighed, well, it was worth a try. Mom grabbed a comb off the kitchen counter. Hair time, buddy, you want to look extra handsome for the open house. In the afternoon, all the parents were coming to visit our classroom. That's called an open house, even though it's at school. We were going to sing a song about bees and have desserts and juice and milk. I was especially excited about the dessert part. My mom was bringing her banana avocado raisin cream pie. I was not so excited about that. My mom is a great mom, but she is not a great cook. You have to be extra nice to Miss Diz, I said. Miss Diz is our, my first grade teacher. She is brand new. She loves teaching my class, even though we get a little crazy sometimes. Miss Diz says, we are very high spirited. Of course we'll be nice, Mom said, because this is her first time showing us off, and also because the principal will be there. I promise Dad and I will behave, Mom said, and be sure to clap after we do our bee song, I added. I promise, Mom said, and no laughing, I added. Why would we laugh, sweetheart? Because yesterday, when we practiced, it was kind of a mess, I said. The hair bobbles, the head bobbles kept coming off. Mom frowned and asked, What's a head bobble? You know, the 
attendees on a behead, I put my hands on my head and wiggled my pointer fingers to show her. Oh, Mom smiled. You mean the antenna. I'm lucky, because I'm in the rhythm, rhythm section. We pound with sticks to keep the beat, and we get bobbles too. That's a very important job. Mom kissed the top of my head. Don't worry, I'm sure everything will go perfectly today. Mom zipped up my lunchbox. Okay, kiddo, you're good to go. Just then I remembered something. Wait, I cried, there's one more really important thing. I was supposed to bring art supplies yesterday for the art cupboard. Remember, you said we would bring them because it's easier than being a room mother. Oops, I almost forgot, said Mom. She grinned. Roscoe to the rescue. My family likes to say that when I help out. My dad came in and poured a cup of coffee. He was wearing a business suit, a brown sock, and a bare foot. Morning, he said. Roscoe, is your brother up yet? Yep, I said, but I had to use my Roscoe Riley sneak attack to wake him. Would you like to try it sometime? I'm listening, Dad said. He made one eyebrow go up. It's a trick a lot of dads can do. Well, first you knock real polite on Max's door. Then he growls and tells you to come back next year. And then, it's Dad. Then you jump on his bed like it's a trampoline. And you scream, rise and shine, you bum. And if he still doesn't wake up, you squirt him with your juice box on his nose and toes. I see, said Dad. Crude, but effective. It's always nice when your dad is proud of you. Mom, I said, what about the art stuff? Mom was using the toaster for a mirror. I have bags under my eyes, she said. I tugged on her sleeve. Sometimes that helps Mom's focus. Mom, I said, we need goo sticks and scissors and paper. Glue sticks, Mom said, and the art supplies are in the junk drawer. Would you get them, Roscoe? I need to see if Max is ready for school. The junk drawer is one of my favorite off-limit places. It's like a pirate treasure chest, only with no rubies. I opened the drawer. I looked inside. Wow, I thought, this drawer is full of cool stuff. And that's when all my troubles started. Chapter 5. Don't You Dare Glue The junk drawer always has wonderful things in it. Keys, puzzle pieces, paper clips, the head from one of Hazel's dolls. I was playing brain surgeon on the day that happened. The patient died. I pulled out the bag of art supplies. I added three purple rubber bands to the bag and a slinky that wouldn't slink anymore and the doll head. You never know when you might need an extra head. And then I saw something else in the drawer, a bottle of super mega gonzo glue. The grown-up glue mom calls don't you dare glue. Super mega gonzo glue is extra strong. Dad used it when I broke my great grandma's very old teacup. And when I broke mom's very precious flower vase. And when I broke grandpa's very ugly glass potato souvenir from Idaho. Adults really should keep breakable stuff away from us kids. Mom glanced into the family room. Max, did you find your other shoe? The bus will be here in five minutes. My big brother came into the kitchen. He was armed with a juice box. My shoe was on the roof, Max said, and then he squirted me with his straw. At least it was apple juice. That's my favorite. Max, Mom cried. He started this war, Max said. My hair's all wet, I complained. Maybe you should cut off your head, Max said, which was not all that helpful, really. Shut up, I said to Max. 
Roscoe, Dad said. Shut up, please, I said. Wait just a minute, Max, Mom said. Did you say your shoe is on the roof? There's a good explanation, Max said. I'm sure there is, said Dad. His eyebrow went up again. That eyebrow gets a lot of exercise. Me and Roscoe were playing astronauts, Max said. Max's shoe was his space shuttle, I added. I need a ladder, Mom said. I need more coffee, Dad said. I need a new brother, I said. You need a new brain, said Max. Guys, said Dad, peace. Roscoe, Max, and your dad and I have work to do on the roof, Mom said. Keep an eye on Hazel for me, sweetie. Hazel is my little sister. She was busy watching cartoons in the family room. Mom says educational cartoons are okay, especially until she's had her first cup of coffee. I'll hold the ladder, Dad said to Mom, if you climb. Dad is afraid of heights, but don't tell anybody. It's a family secret. Also, don't tell him he's losing his hair. Dad's gonna be very sensitive, you know. Dad, I said, before you go outside, I think you should know you only have one sock on. Dad looked down at his foot. Has anyone seen my other sock? Try the roof, Mom said. Try Goofy's stomach, I said. I think he ate it. Goofy is our big white dog. He's very open-minded about his diet. Dad groaned, then he went outside with his one bare foot, followed by Max and Mom. I checked on Hazel. She was talking to a blue dog on the TV screen. Goofy was eating her cereal. I went back to the junk drawer. I picked up the don't you dare glue. I imagined Mom saying, Roscoe, don't you dare touch the don't you dare glue. I put the glue down. I imagined my teacher saying, Roscoe, what a wonderful helper, helper you are. Thank you so much for the grown-up glue. Hazel came into the kitchen. She was wearing a paper crown. Hazel's favorite games are princess dress up, mud pie picnic, and let's dress up Roscoe like a princess and make him eat mud pies. H-I-J-K-L-N-N-O-P, Hazel sang. She paused. Who is L-N-M-O, she asked. They'll explain all that in kindergarten, I said. I picked up the glue again. Hazel's eyes got big. That's the don't you dare glue. It's for my teacher, I said. Things are always breaking at school, like yesterday when I broke the pencil sharpener. Sometimes I get a little carried away when I'm sharpening. I put the glue in the bag of art supplies. Then I grabbed my Hero Guy backpack. Hero Guy doesn't have his own TV show or anything. Mom got him on sale at the mall. Hey, Roscoe, Max called. Hurry up. The bus is coming, and you got to come see something. I took Hazel's hand. I looked at the junk drawer one last time. Maybe I should put the glue back, I thought. After all, when you call something don't you dare glue, there's probably a good reason. I could hear the bus driver honking. Oh, well, I thought. It was just a harmless little bitty bottle of glue. When Hazel and I got outside, I saw a big silver ladder leaning against the house. Dad was holding it. Check it out, Max exclaimed. Mom's on the roof again. Excellent, I said. That is always a good way to start your day. I yelled goodbye as I ran for the bus stop. See you at the open house, Dad called. Just then there was a big gust of wind. The ladder fell with a crash. Probably Mom would have yelled goodbye too. 
but she was too busy hanging from the roof. Chapter six, The Secret Handshake. When I got to my classroom, my friends Gus and Emma ran over to say hello. The first thing we did was our secret handshake. Here's how it goes, in case you would like to try it. Number one, scream each other's names. Number two, wait for the teacher to say, inside voices, please. Number three, do a high five. Number four, do a low five. Number five, stick out your tongue. Number six, get all serious and say, how do you do, Mr. Riley? Of course you would not say Riley, probably. It would be pretty amazing if we had the same last name. Emma pointed to my elbows. Cool sparkle band-aids, Roscoe. I mostly have a band-aid on me somewhere, or a cast, or a sling. Mom says to think of it all as a fashion statement. When I was four, I even had an eye patch. The eye patch was black, totally pirate. How'd you get the band-aids? Gus asked. Racing my Hot Wheels car down the stairs, I said, the Hot Wheels won. Household accidents are the most common cause of injuries in children, said Emma. Emma teaches me lots of interesting facts. She was born in China. Her parents adopted her when she was a baby. I wish I was born in China instead of just Kalamazoo. Gus teaches me lots of useful things too. Just last week, he showed me how to make armpit farts. What's in the bag, Roscoe? Emma asked. Art stuff from Ms. Diz, I said. I opened the bag. Gus and Emma peeked inside. Cool head, Gus said. Her name was Drusilla, I said, before I brain surgerized her. Super mega gonzo glue, Gus said. Whoa, my mom won't let me near that stuff. Me either, said Emma. Me either, I said, but I figured Ms. Diz could use it for when we break stuff. Let's go show her what I brought. Ms. Diz was busy stapling butterfly pictures to the bulletin board. Ms. Diz isn't her real name. Her real name is hard to say. It uses maybe half of the alphabet. So she cut off the end for my class. Maybe when I'm grown up, I'll be called Mr. Rye for short, or not. I handed Ms. Diz the bag of art supplies. This is for you, I said. It's for the art cupboard. There's special glue in there, and I even included a free head. Ms. Diz frowned. What kind of head, Roscoe? Just a doll head, I smiled so she wouldn't worry. Since Ms. Diz is new, she gets mixed up sometimes. I try to help her out whenever I can. After all, I was a kindergartner last year, so I already know everything there is to know about school. For example, when Ms. Diz forgot the janitor's name, I remembered it was Mr. McGeely. She had to call him when Gus threw up his ravioli after lunch. Sometimes Ms. Diz looks pretty pooped by the end of the day. I hope she doesn't decide to go into another line of work. My kindergarten teacher did that. It wasn't my fault, probably, although I think maybe she got a little frustrated when I painted the class hamsters green because it was St. Patrick's Day. Hamsters like to look perky for the holidays. Ms. Diz checked her watch. Class, she said in a loud voice. Then she put her, a finger to her lips. That means shh. I know you're all excited about the open house today, said Ms. Diz, 
We're going to have a dress rehearsal first thing this morning. Dress rehearsal is when you practice with costumes and stuff. It doesn't mean you have to wear a dress. Let's just hope things go a little better than they did yesterday, Ms. Diz said with a laugh. I'm sure today we'll all be on our best behavior. Poor old brand new Ms. Diz. I think maybe she forgot about our high spirits. Chapter seven, mess rehearsal. First, I want all you bees to put on your antenna, said Miss Diz. Real bees use their head bobbles to smell and feel things, but ours were just made of pipe cleaners and styrofoam balls with glitter on them. They were attached to a plastic headband thingy, shaped like a great big upside down U. Last year, the third graders used the bobbles for a play about butterflies. So the headbands were a little stretched out by their gigantic third grade heads. When we were ready, Ms. Diz went to the music cupboard. She handed each drummer two red tapping sticks. We use the sticks for music time. They are our instruments. Only really, I would rather have a drum set or a tuba. I know how much fun the sticks are, children, said Ms. Diz. But as you may recall, some of you got a little carried away yesterday. I think maybe she was looking at me, but I wasn't the only one who got into stick trouble. Gus was the one who started the pretend sword fight. I was not guilty, mostly. Our rhythm section sits in the chairs, said Ms. Diz, nice and still. That was me and Gus and Duan and Maria and Coco. All the other bees in the back row, said Ms. Diz, standing up nice and tall. We got into our places. Bees and bee drummers, bobbles and sticks. We were ready for action. Okay, let's sing nice and clear, said Ms. Diz, and no poking with the sticks. How about swords, Duan asked. No swords, said Ms. Diz. How about death rays, Gus asked. No death rays, said Ms. Diz. When I count to three, start singing. And here's how our bee song goes. Fuzzy bees, fuzzy bees, look at us fly. Bees are the best bugs. You want to know why? We make our own honey and soar in the sky. Can you do what we do? We dare you to try. Great job, said Ms. Diz when we were done. Roscoe, you sound especially wonderful, but we need to hear the other kids too. He's blowing out my eardrums, Ms. Diz, Coco complained. My head bobbles keep falling off, Wyatt said. Ms. Diz took a deep breath. I know the antenna don't fit very well, children. Just do the best you can. Let's try the song one more time. This time, let me hear those sticks pounding out the rhythm. We sang again. I was not so loud this time, but if you ask me, they were missing out. Better, said Miss Diz when we were done. My bobbles keep falling in my eyes, Hassan said. Oh dear, said Miss Diz. Maybe we should just forget about the antenna. But we have to have the bobbles, Coco cried. Otherwise, how will our parents know we're bees? You make a good point, Coco. Hassan, bring me your antenna, said Ms. Diz. Maybe I can tighten them up a little. While Ms. Diz worked on Hassan's bobbles, Maria started tapping her sticks. Duan tapped along. Gus tapped too. On my head. Children, said Ms. Diz. She was still trying to fix Hassan's bobbles. No tapping, please. We sat and waited. While we sat there, I came up with a new invention. I put the rhythm sticks in my mouth. I made them point straight down. Ta-da, walrus teeth. 
I think when I grow up, I may be a famous inventor or else an ice cream truck driver. Dewan and Gus laughed at my Waller's teeth. Maria put her sticks on her head. She looked just like an alien. Even more people laughed. Gus put his sticks up his nose. He just looked gross. Pretty soon we're all tapping and laughing and being walruses and aliens, except Gus. He just kept the sticks in his nose. Children, said Miss Diz loudly, but we couldn't hear her very well. What with all the tapping and laughing, Gus held up one of his nose sticks. I challenge you to a duel, he cried. Yuck, said Coco. I jumped up on my chair. So did Gus. You can't sword fight sitting down. We sort of forgot about the no sword fighting rule. Rascal, Gus, children, Miss Dis held up her hand and put a finger to her lips. Quiet down now. We got very quiet. Gus and I froze on our chairs. Ms. Diz pointed to the doorway. Mr. Goosegarden was standing there. He's the principal. That is the big boss of the school. He is mostly nice. Unless you've been making bad choices, then you have to sit in his office and think about your behavior. When that happens, Mr. Goosegarden wears his I mean business face. And right now, Mr. Goosegarden had on his I really mean business face. Chapter eight. How to speak teacher. Children, said Mr. Goosegarden, I certainly hope you won't disappoint your parents with this kind of rowdy behavior at the open house. Coco raised her hand. Roscoe started at Mr. Goosegarden. She said, he made walrus teeth. Coco was not really being helpful, if you ask me. I'm sure Roscoe will remember that walrus teeth are not appropriate, said Mr. Goosegarden, and that chairs are for sitting not sword fighting. He winked at me. Mr. Goosegarden and I go way back. Sorry, I said. I didn't know there was a no Waller's teeth rule. That's okay, Roscoe, said Mr. Goosegarden. I know you will come through this afternoon. He smiled at Miss Diz. Don't worry, he said. The first year of teaching is always the hardest. Mr. Goosegarden waved goodbye. The door closed behind him. Miss Diz sighed. She looked at the clock on the wall. It's way past time for reading groups. Let's take off the head bobbles, I mean the antenna. Just do the best you can this afternoon. She sounded sort of worn out. I felt bad about the Wallace teeth incident. Like I said before, children have so many rules to remember. There are a gazillion things we're not supposed to do. Who knew making Wallace teeth was one of them? After we put away the bobbles and sticks, we sat at tables for reading groups. Reading is fun, but it can be very hard work. You can get thirsty trying to make those letters into words. After I, after I read four whole sentences, I went to the water fountain to get a drink. The fountain is next to the art cupboard. Just then, Mr. Frisbee came in. He's a kindergarten teacher. May I borrow some chalk? Mr. Frisbee asked Ms. Diz. Sure, said Ms. Diz. She opened the art cupboard. I could see the art supplies I'd brought, including Drusilla's head and the don't you dare glue. Mrs. Diz gave Mr. Frisbee a fresh box of chalk. Here you go, she said. How was the dress rehearsal, Mr. Frisbee asked. Mrs. Diz whispered something I couldn't hear. Then she laughed. At this rate, I'll be looking for another job soon. They both laughed, but I was pretty sure it was worried laughing. Maybe you're wondering how I could tell. After all, 
Teachers can be confusing, not as confusing as parents, but still, sometimes teachers have trouble expressing themselves. Fortunately, I have served in preschool and kindergarten already. Also Mommy and Me Music, also Jimborama, and my clay class, Pots for Tots. So I'm happy to explain teacher stuff to you. Here's my goof-proof Roscoe Riley teacher translator. I told you not to feed glitter to the goldfish. Really, really, shh. Take the Play-Doh out of your ear this instant. I quit, just like the kindergarten teacher. It's pretty easy to understand teachers once you get the hang of it. I'm still working on figuring out how to speak parent, though. I thought about what Ms. Dis had said to Mr. Frisbee. At this rate, I'll be looking for another job soon. What if Mr. Goose Garden fired Ms. Diz just because of our rowdy behavior? That would be awful. After all, Ms. Diz is a great teacher, even if she's just a beginner. I thought about my kindergarten teacher from last year, the one who changed jobs after I painted the hamsters. She works in an office now with no kids in it and no green hamsters. How boring is that? I could not let such a horrible thing happen to Ms. Diz. Chapter nine, Roscoe to the rescue. Right after recess, it was time to get ready for the open house. Ms. Diz and the room mothers set out chocolate chip cookies and cakes and pies on a big table and napkins and juice. Those cookies looked delicious, but I was too worried about the bee song to think about those delicious, chewy, chocolatey, melt-in-my-mouth cookies. Well, almost too worried. Ms. Diz arranged the chairs. Then she set out the sticks and the head bobbles on the counter. Your parents will be here in just a few minutes, children, she said. Check all the activity centers to make sure everything is nice and clean. Miss Diz called one of the room mothers. Do you have any name tags? I think I have some in the art cupboard, said Miss Diz. She opened the cupboard doors. Nope, no name tags. Let me see if they have any in the office. Children, I'll be right back. Roscoe, why don't you pass out the antenna? Duan, you hand out the sticks, but no funny business. The rest of you finish cleaning up. Ms. Diz rushed out the door. The art cupboard doors were still open. I could see the don't you dare glue I brought. And just then, I had a super mega gonzo idea. I went over to the cupboard. All the kids were busy cleaning up blocks and puzzle pieces and crayons. The room mothers were not paying any attention to me either. They were busy mopping up a juice spill. It was caused by a flying Lego. I picked up one of the head bobbles on the counter. I reached for the don't you dare glue. I tried to read the label, but it took a lot of work to read it. Bonds instantly and permanently, it said, glues wood, metal, glass, and paper. The label did not mention head bobbles. I opened the glue. I put a little on the headband and I popped those bobbles on my head. I waited a few seconds. Then I wiggled my head. The bobbles stayed on, nice and tight, just like real bee bobbles. Perfect. I put a few drops of glue on all the other bobbles. Then I slipped the tube of glue into my pocket. One by one, I passed out bobbles to all the kids. Hassan tried on his bobbles. He didn't notice the little drops of don't you dare glue. Hey, said Hassan. He shook his head. Weird, my bobbles are staying on. 
So are mine, Maria said. Miss Diz nuts to fix them. I handed Bobbles to Gus and Dewan. They were playing swords again. Gus, I said, no swords. This open house has got to be perfect. They're not swords, he said. They're lightsabers. Here, I put the bobbles on his head and gave the last pair to Dewan, who put them on. Hey, said Dewan, my bobbles aren't bobbling. Mission accomplished, I thought. Roscoe to the rescue. Chapter 10, Behaving. Ms. Diz came back with the name tags. She was not happy to see Gus and Dewan playing swords again. Drummers, settle down, she said firmly. My bobbles are staying on, Ms. Diz, Maria reported. And so are mine, said Coco. Ms. Diz looked surprised. Hmm, she said, that's good news. Just then, Coco's mom and dad arrived. Smile, everyone, said her mom. We're recording. Coco's dad was holding a silver camcorder. camcorder. All the other moms and dads began to come in. They smiled and talked and waved and shook hands. While Miss Diz was busy saying hello, Gus pointed his stick at Dewan. I am Zorro, he yelled. I am Darth Vader, cried Dewan. Duel to the death, Gus shouted. They were going to have a hard time sitting still for the bee song, I thought. Just then I had another super mega gonzo idea. Sometimes my brain amazes me. I went over to the drummer's chairs. I looked around. Nobody was watching me, and Mom and Dad weren't there yet. I pulled out the Don't You Dare glue, and I put a few drops on each chair seat. I smiled a proud smile. The bee song would go perfectly. Ms. Diz would keep her job, and all because of me. Roscoe, hello, pumpkin, someone called. It was Mom. She was carrying her banana avocado raisin cream pie. It is not really okay for moms to call you pumpkin in front of your classmates. But that's all right. Sometimes parents forget to follow the rules too. My dad was right behind her. He was carrying Hazel. Hazel only goes to preschool half a day. Little kids have it so easy. What's on Roscoe's head, mommy? Hazel asked. These are my bee bobbles, I said proudly. I wiggled my head. They stayed put. I am a genius, I thought. Ms. Diz clapped her hands and put a finger to her lips. Parents, please find a seat. We have an exciting performance planned for you. All the moms and dads sat down. They had to squish into our little bitty chairs. They looked pretty silly. I was glad no one had tried to sit in the chairs I glued. Places, everyone, said Ms. Diz. The bees lined up. The bee drummer sat down right on the glue all except gus there's something on my chair he complained probably your own nose goo said coco gus said Ms. Diz, please sit down gus sighed he sat down with a plop as you may know we've been studying insects these past few weeks Ms. Diz said suddenly mr goose garden appeared in the doorway hello parents he said i'm just passing through didn't want to miss hearing my favorite beehive perform. Mr. Goose Garden looked at all of us. One eyebrow went up, just like my dad's. I wonder if there's a school where they learn that eyebrow move. Ms. Diz made a noise with her throat. Her face was a little pink, or maybe a little green. I think that's called stage fright. As I was saying, she said, we've been learning about insects, especially bees. And now we have a song we'd like to perform for you. 
Hazel made a buzzing sound. All the parents laughed. Everyone thinks she's adorable. It's disgusting. All right, children, said Ms. Diz. She made her voice a whisper. We're going to do this right this time. She looked over at the drummers. Even Gus was sitting perfectly still. Not that he had any choice. One, two, three, said Ms. Diz. We all sang loud and clear and pounded nice and steady. When we were done, the parents cheered and clapped. Someone even whistled. Bravo, what dad yelled. Coco's mom wiped tears from her eyes. Can we have cookies now, asked Hazel. Miss Diz looked very happy, and she wasn't pink or green anymore. Mr. Goose Garden grinned. Children, I knew you'd come through. That was just perfect. I must say that I loved the way you behaved. Everyone laughed at his bee joke, because you have to laugh when it's the principal. Mr. Goose Garden gave Miss Diz a thumbs up sign. That means good job. Also, you won't have to go work in a boring hamster-free office. He gave us all a big wave, and then he left. I couldn't stop smiling. Everything had gone perfectly, thanks to me, and a little bit of don't-you-dare glue. All right, everybody, said Miss Diz. Hand me your antenna and your sticks, and line up with your parents for dessert. All the kids clapped and cheered. Then everyone pulled off their head bobbles. At least everybody tried to pull off their head bobbles. Ouch, Emma cried. The bobbles won't come off, Dewan shouted. My hairs are pulling, Gus yelled. My bobbles are stuck, Coco screamed. Everybody looked at me. Their faces were kind of surprised, then mad, then really mad. It seemed like maybe a good time for me to go to the bathroom, but when I tried to get up, my chair came with me. Chapter 11. Uh-oh. I yanked on that chair. I tugged. I pulled. I whirled around like Goofy chasing his tail. Gus and Dewan and Coco and Maria tried to get up too, but those chairs were stuck to our clothes, permanently, just like the glue label had promised. Uh-oh, I said real softly. No one heard me except Gus. All the kids were too busy screaming about their babbles and running around like crazy people. Parents were dashing over to see what all the fuss was about. Coco's dad was recording the whole mess, and Ms. Diz looked a little like she might faint. If you asked me, they were getting a little carried away about the head bobbles. I mean, really, some of us had more important problems, like butt chairs. Roscoe, Gus said, how come you said, uh-oh, did you do something? The don't you dare glue, I whispered. I sort of dared. Whoa, Gus wiggled the chair attached to his rear end. That is some glue. I'm doomed, I said. Totally, Gus said. Emma ran over to me. She was yanking on her head bobbles, just like everyone else. Roscoe, she said, did you use the don't you dare glue on the bobbles? That Emma, she knows me so well. Roscoe Riley, Coco yelled, this is all your fault. You are the one who handed out the bobbles. Mommy, Hazel said, is Roscoe going to time out? Roscoe, Miss Dizette. Roscoe, said Mom. Roscoe, said Dad. I could hardly hear them, what with all the screaming. Roscoe, Miss Diz said again louder, louder this time. Is there something you'd like to tell us? What have you done to my Coco's beautiful head, Coco's mom screamed. I started to answer, 
But just then Coco ran by. Actually, Coco in her chair ran by. Get it off of me, she screeched. That girl has a great pair of lungs. I tried to stop her so I could explain everything, only I sort of missed and grabbed one of her chair legs instead. Coco lost her balance. She tripped. She did a cool, she did a way cool air somersault right onto the dessert table. All those beautiful desserts went flying. Also, mom's horrible banana avocado raisin cream pie. I watched that pie float through the air. It was like a slow motion movie, higher and higher, twirling and swirling, a deadly missile made of bananas and avocados and raisins. And it was headed straight for poor Ms. Diz. I knew what I had to do. After all the trouble I'd caused, I had to save my teacher. I leaped into the air, which isn't easy to do when you have a chair attached to your butt. Splat! That pie landed right in my face, a direct hit. Pie in my hair, on my clothes, on my bowels. I lay on the floor, chair glued to me, pie covering me, kids screaming, parents yelling, but Ms. Diz was safe. And you know, that pie wasn't really half bad. Chapter 12, Holes in Our Heads. Ms. Diz and the parents had to use scissors to cut us off our chairs. That part was a little embarrassing. Plus, we had to borrow clothes from the lost and found box. I had to wear pink bunny pants. That part was way embarrassing. They had to cut off our bobbles too. We lost a little hair because of the glue situation. Some of the kids were not too happy about the holes in their heads, but I reminded them that their hair would grow back before they knew it. I had to have a long talk with Ms. Diz and Mom and Dad. When I explained to Ms. Diz how I was trying to save her job, she gave me a hug. That is teacher for I forgive you, kiddo. She made me promise that the next time I asked first before I tried to save her. And to never, ever, ever touch don't you dare glue again. She also said that she loved her job and that Mr. Goose Garden would think the whole story was funny someday. Like I said, Miss Diz is a great teacher, even if she is just a beginner. Chapter 13. Goodbye from time out. So now you know why I'm in time out. Actually, Mom and Dad were really proud of me for trying to help Ms. Diz. They just didn't like the part where I took the don't you dare glue out of the drawer to begin with. And now that I think about it, I can see their point. That glue is way sticky. Anyway, thank you for hanging out with me. It's been nice to have some company. Here come Mom and Dad now. I'm going to tell them again how sorry I am. And then maybe we'll go to the barber shop to fix my bald spots. Now I know how my dad feels, but first we'll have a big hug. That's the best part of time out. 10 way cool things that somebody should invent by me, Roscoe Riley. One, chocolate spaghetti. Two, a water slide for my bathtub. Three, popcorn flavored bubblegum. Four, invisible spray for broccoli and other emergencies. Five, trampoline floors at school. Six, robots that pick up dirty socks. Seven, remote controls with a mute button for little sisters. Eight, remote controls with a mute button for big brothers. Nine, 
One size fits all head bobbles. 10. Super Mega Gonzo Glue Remover. The end.